And welcome to another episode of Two Medics and One Mike. Your presenters are Imran Lasker and Thrusha Gudwatna. So hello and welcome to another episode of Two Medics and One Mike. My name is Dr. Lasker. I'm a consultant radiologist. Oh, and I'm Thrusha Gudwatna. I'm a cardiology registrar with an interest. A specialist in interest well. in uh, intervention. Uh, Man, you messed that intro up. We've done it like oh, the every one week. Thing. <laughs> one thing. <laughs> the one thing that. I needed you to do. It hasn't been a good week, has it, Thrusha? We have yeah. a special guest with us today. It's a mm. Medic Russell. He calls himself Medic Russell because, you know, he's Medic who's called Russell or Russell called Medic. Because, you know, you don't want to get confused, do you, Thrusha? You just don't want to get that kind of thing confused. Do you? Going straight into that. Going straight into that. So, yeah. Okay. So, like, um, to explain what that's about. um, Actually, like, Russell, do you want to just say hello, for God's sake? Hi. (laughs) I'm Russell. I'm an SHO casualty officer. Um, I'm (laughs) here. I'm the sympathy vote on the podcast. uh, (laughs) And the the diversity quota um, for posh posh white middle class men. Um, There weren't enough of them on this, so they invited me on, which is very kind of them. I think that could have been the tweet that may have spurred this all along, because you said that, and I thought, through this is a decent idea. Why don't we just bring the guy on? I mean, he's right. Yeah, well, yeah. Just, I do, yeah. Uh, and you were so nice about it, mate. Yeah, so like I uh, just sent you a DM and you were just up for it straight away. And then I thought, oh, you know, beforehand we'll just kind of um, have a little WhatsApp group um, just to kind of, you know, just uh, in case you had any questions and stuff. Um, didn't realise that there was another Russell in my phone who happened to be my boiler man. Um, who we added and then like he just played along when we were talking about like our podcast. He was like, oh, what's a pod? And then I was like, oh, this is Russell and his sense of humour is crazy. It's really quite depressing for me that like just a random gas engineer could completely cosplay me <laughs> and you believed it. Like I've been cultivating this brand for so long and then just this random man... Yeah. You, you believe it like that's, yeah. that's kind of really um but whatever <laughs> yeah, Jen, was, you know um, what i was i was i was questioning the whole thing because we ad- we added this guy let's say boiler russell and i thought this russell guy doesn't seem all <laughs> that interesting i mean his his tweets <laughs> yeah his tweets are quite good you know he seems quite chatty and like on whatsapp he's kind of boring like he's not really interacting all that much he wanted to be you know he sounded like he wanted to be on the podcast he's not saying all that much back to us and i was thinking this is going to be a disaster, mate. What on earth is going on? And then, yeah, Thrusha. You, yeah, he you sent this your... picture of this, like, old school telephone. I, was, I still don't understand what he was going on. I was, and I was going like, oh, this joke's gone way over. You know, he's just operating on a different plane. I'm just, I'm so intellectual. Yeah, uh, exactly. No, and then, no, and then no, when, no, I, like when I eventually, fig- when we figured it out, well, oh, no, we didn't figure it out. He told us. No, no, so. he, he outright told you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I work for Baxi. And then when I removed him, he still messaged me being like, oh, I thought I was going to be on a podcast about boilers. Like, he obviously, in his head, he was just like, oh, a podcast about boilers. That's a niche. That could be like the 25th episode or something. Just be like yeah. the podcast, the boiler edition. Why not? Well, I, I think we should bring him on. I think we should bring him on yeah, at some yeah. point, don't you think? Just see what he, this guy has to say from his point of view as to what he, th- why hang around? I mean, there was something that came up recently. Did you guys see this? Where um, there's a family WhatsApp group and someone added the boiler man to their group thinking it was dad yeah 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 it was uh it was just unbelievable and the guy just kind of carried on with it for ages and then finally came out with like i'm not your dad so sorry <laughs> i've heard that before oh you've heard that before yeah it's a nice one <laughs> maybe it's a common occurrence because i didn't think it would really happen i thought it was a completely unrealistic story till Thrusha came along there you go well you know this whole kind of mistaken identity is a thing isn't it that happened on medfitter with that baking baking thing wasn't it there was like a, a med twitter baking event and then there was like i don't know some other 
anon thing that was like mm. trying to jump on that hashtag and stuff. Yeah, Russell, did you see that? Did you keep up with that one? I saw I saw bits of it. Um, it looked very complex. I saw like a tweet about injustice afterwards, and I was like, I'm not sure about the injustice around cakes. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of injustice around cakes, um, but I'm not sure how it played into Twitter. I mean, this this thing about cakes, I don't really get cakes. I'm not a cake fan, but um, people get quite passionate about cakes, don't they? Um, yeah, someone had like basically copied someone else's work and put it or put it across as their own, which kind of happens in medicine, doesn't it? Don't you think, Thrusha? Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of that kind of stuff. What do you think? Oh yeah. Oh my god, that reminds me of that tweet by Law, which was about that kind of uh, male colleague who decided that they were going to make out that they'd done loads of stuff on a quip when they'd like done no work at all, and then they put that out on their CV and then got them got like a publication out of it and stuff. Have mm. you seen? Have you? I mean, it's not completely surprising. Have you seen, like, colleagues do stuff like that? I mean, yeah, I, I have. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have. Actually, um, I, when I talk about it, I, I wonder if the person that I'm talking about will know what I'm talking about. But um, there was a situation where there was two regs and one the one reg had done all this work and then they, they'd done all this work together, but he'd done the majority of the work. And when he put it through... No, I think it, they were going to go through with it, but, you know, put it to publication and stuff. And there was all this who and ha and all about all the rest of it. In the meantime, one of the other guys who had very little to do with it submitted it and took all their names off and put his name as first. No way. And it, yeah, yeah, it That's probably happened. Bad. It's terrible, isn't it? You know, this kind of thing happens. And what was even worse? Well, I, I say worse. I wonder whether I would have done any different. He went to the TPD to complain about it, and the TPD thought, uh, "Yeah, just deal with it yourselves." Oh, good. And that was it. Good. Yeah, That's yeah, okay. yeah. Well, you know, I, I could maybe the DVD was thinking, well, these are grown adults, and um, Fair. Yeah, yeah. do I kind of really be bothered to get involved in this kind of thing when you know I've got other things to do? Mm. Has anything ever like that, like that ever happened to you guys? I mean, the nearest I get is like the medic medical SHO copying my clerking, changing the font, <laughs> and passing off as their own. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the circle of life, though, isn't it? That's how well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What can mm. I, say? I think that comes that's with the territory, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think that's a compliment though, because uh, you know I see these refer I see referrals from A and E, and there's some you know when you you'd be like so grateful when you're like oh yes it showed like the F two seen them oh like, I'm definitely copying that. Whereas if it's the reg, it's like you know uh, chest yeah. pain plan a you know ACS medics you know that's it. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can't copy that. Yeah. It's an underhand word, all this stuff, isn't it? I've heard of plenty of occasions where people have fallen out over each other with publications. Mm. Like, publications are so important. Is it important in what you do, uh, Russell? Is it is it something that you have to be deemed to be doing? In your job? Um, a little bit to a degree. Um, so I like one of my interests, area of interest is trauma. So I'm doing a master's in that at the moment and um, hoping to get a publication out there somewhere. But we're not as academic focused as certain other specialties. Well, is um, that a good but, thing or a bad thing, do you think? Uh, I think it's quite, well, I don't know. I suppose like areas or specialties that have like the academia side of things and sort of the need for PhDs with their training programs and things um, are probably a bit more evidence based than ED. We do love a bit mm. of just like gut feeling and send it on um, it, get a scan just get a scan yeah, exactly. what do? get a get scan, a scan and some antibiotics <laughs> phone the interventional reg piss you all off at once and then it's, it's done um, <laughs> yeah I mean that's we're getting there a bit there's people like uh, there's a few couple people on Twitter who are like academic EM trainees um, mm. so it's coming in a little bit there um, but we don't see it as much yeah I'm, I'm like um, I'm often actually quite surprised by the level of like well maybe that's patronising to be surprised, but like having stuff kind of preached back to me by like um, ED regs who like just know, uh, who are just really, really up to date. Like I remember the first time I heard about a Scarbossa mm. score was from an ED reg. It was like, oh, I've got this left under branch block and it's got a Scarbossa score. And I was like, sorry mate, I have no idea what that is. What, what, what is <laughs> and, and you know, he was telling me about it and I was like, 
Oh, oh good. Okay. Oh, cool. 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 Yeah. 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 Sure. 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 Um, hmm. So I think like. But I think, I mean, obviously within cardiology, like it's a thing, right? We're all expected mm. to have like publications and stuff, but it's kind of, does that tend to, I mean, what does that really prove other than they're a bit more cutthroat? Like I know of colleagues who um, perhaps would have had nurses complain about them for not being very good and not being on the ward and stuff. And they were mm. off and they have, lo- you know, one of them I know who, um, you know, is doing a PhD in like a really, really cool topic, and it's like this kind of hot shot stuff. But he was, he, people were complaining about him, and mm. um, but like, it's on paper, on black and white, it looks awesome. Right, he's got all this stuff. And, and, and like, oh, yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, know, I'm, man. I find it, I find the whole thing weird. Like, you know, when you're going to med school, I don't remember them ever telling, asking me, "Do you want to get involved in research and publications?" It just never came up. It was never a thing. And um, I remember the first time I even heard of a publication, well, again, it was a girl that I fancied, and um, we were <laughs> on a ward round, and um, she looked really uncomfortable for some reason. Maybe that's just the effect I had on her, I don't know. Yeah, um, and then she, she decided that, she said, look, I've got to hang back, I've got to talk to this consultant about something. And so um, she hung back, and then me, because I kind of fancied her, hung around outside waiting to see you know, what was going down. That's some then, strange um, energy there, Imran. Yeah, yeah I know. Look, I, I, I'm never, I never said I was cool. I'm just saying this is what happened. I'm telling you how it is. And then um, she came out and then she was like, and I said, oh, hey, everything okay? Like, what happened? Uh, why do you need to talk to that guy? Is everything okay? And she's like, no, no, no. Uh, and she kind of looked around like, oh, okay, listen, I'm going to tell you something, but don't pass around. My dad's a doctor, like a consultant, and he told me I should try and get involved in publications. And the way to do it is by asking the consultant that's on your firm if you can get involved in their publications. I thought, all right, like, why is that a secret thing? And she was like, I don't want everyone else to know about it. You know, people look for, look you from, people are weird about this kind of stuff. And I thought, all right, first of all, I don't know what publication is and why would you get weird about this stuff? But all right, fair enough, man, whatever. And um, in truth, I, I think I have had like one or two publications, but it just because I ended mm. up hanging around in like someplace a bit too long and I ended up doing a bit of stuff and then next thing I know, my name's on there. Right. But I, I just find it really weird. Like, why is it such an important thing? Like, why why does it so, hold such a credence to where you end up going, what you end up doing? Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about all that? Because I, I just find it bizarre. Yeah, I suppose it sort of feeds in a bit with the... Um the recent scandal around like uh, some of the anaesthetic jobs and some of the ED mm. jobs and like the kind of ST3 and um, core training uh, entry recently like there's lots of people on Twitter who've been talking about very like really good doctors who have missed out on jobs because they haven't ticked the international presentation box or the publication box and I guess I don't know I wonder if medical training needs to have a little think about how we reward people who are just quite good at their job without having all the bells and whistles of random publications that take extra time and maybe don't always add something mm. yeah exactly like there was another guy that when i was a foundation trainee he was running around giving ensures to people that were really quite septic and sick and then he got called <laughs> up on it yeah seriously he was he was a disaster just aspirating uh, them left right and center it was it was it was really bad so he ended up having to have someone follow him around during on calls well, just, and stuff just like that like slap the just to make sure hand, like, yeah just like stop giving ensures to people this is not right, what you do right. and um and then like but apparently rumor has it i'll say rumor has because i don't actually know but he, he was like, well, I want to do I want to do ophthalmology, so I don't really care. I d- I'm just going to just concentrate on my application stuff. And so mm. essentially that's what he was doing. And actually when you looked on paper, he was doing public, he was turning up to conferences. Mm. He was already becoming quite well known in the circuit. Walked straight mm. into that fantastic job, having been an atrocious, atrocious like junior doc. But he played the game and I don't blame him for it. I mean, you all got to do what you got to do to get to where you want to get to. But this mm. is where I, I, I do question the, the value in, in certain things. Exactly like what you're saying, Russell. There must mm. be a good way to just uh, say someone's good and they're, and they're really good. And it's not just about the th- bits of paper that they've been able to produce 
from their laptop. You know? It's kind of come full circle though, hasn't it? Because wasn't it like back in the day where you just make kind of a good impression and then someone would write a reference for you or something, but then people mm. would just kind of employ their mates or people they liked and then they were like, oh, that's not fair either. Mm. Um, kind of makes you wonder, well, like, does it mean you have to do more exams then? Oh God, no more exams, right? Like surely no, there must be yeah. another way. More DOPS? I don't know. How would you do it? <laughs> Endless MSFs. Oh my God. No oh, MSFs? No concerns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you do it? I just... Um, well, even, even MSFs are a bit difficult, isn't it? Or like mm. when you do these, um, <clears throat> these um, what do you call it, um, work work assessments and stuff. Because I always mm. find it really awkward, especially if I do, I do find that the, the person I'm doing the assessment for is actually not that good. And then you think, well, you know, do I really want to put this down on paper or maybe I should go talk to them first and all that kind of stuff. And so there's always a bias. I don't, I'm not sure if there's a good system here, but I just... When it, the thing is, you know, like um, when you really look, take a look, take a step back, especially in the private sector, right? If you're a pa- if you're a patient looking to get treatment from a private doctor, you're not going to go for you know a little old me with nothing at the end of my name. You're probably going to go for the guy that's got or girl that's got the PhD, does the lecturing and all that kind of stuff, who happens to be the lead in this specific subject. So I wonder whether it is a bit of marketing. Is that is that really cynical for me to say? Like, is it something to do with marketing on some level to make it seem like you've got more more on your plate, or more on your CV than you do, so that eventually it may lead to more work and more opportunities? Well, I guess even in the NHS, it's marketing for your CV to get the job you want at the end, isn't it? And like mm. the amount of people that are bolstering their CVs, even just to have like the consultant jobs at the end of their training, like yeah. Mm. I mean, both both you guys are doing masters. Like I know Therusha, we spoke about it, and you said doing a masters was gonna, you know, it's that kind of like something you have to do because if you don't do it, mm. then you know there could be a problem with progressing. Is that right? Just to show you how much of an idiot I am. So I'm doing an MD. But if if I had to tell you what the difference between a master's and an MD was, well, I mean, I wouldn't know. I'd have to quickly like Google it now, so I have no clue. And uh, I mean, I've just kind of like fallen into like you know. I remember like near graduation, and then there were these people walking on stage, and they were like, and I was like, why are they walking on stage? And it was like, oh, they've got like the academic jobs, and I was like, what's an academic job? Like, I didn't even know what it was. And then my brother, he's like applying to med school now. He's like applying for the, like, applying for the academic foundation program. And all these people like racehorses. They're like, oh yeah, we've got all of these things. We did Duke of Edinburgh when we were like two years old, and all oh this god, stuff. Wow. And and I was like, oh my god, I didn't do any of that. And basically, I've just kind of. Um, I know I know that in the past anyway historically if you want to do intervention you needed to have like an MD or a PhD I don't know why mm. like what because that thing on the CV oh, okay yeah, I don't know like but mm. I, um, but it happens to be that I mean the topic that um, I'm doing at the moment is actually kind of interesting and that sounds like <laughs> that sounds really like terrible doesn't it like in case my educational supervisor listen he won't be he won't be he's way too busy but Let's hope uh, I'm going to email him later anyway so he doesn't respond to emails don't worry but like he doesn't respond <laughs> even better yeah, even yeah. better no, but, so uh, but it's actually kind of interesting but like that's just complete fluke like I just was like oh I need, oh they uh, like apply for these things and um, mm. and I'll just kind of do it but um, I think now they are kind of they're, they're saying less and less it's less and less important but again i don't know who to believe and i know that jobs are kind of sparse and so it's just weird yeah. isn't it it's just weird like a lot of it like you know you were saying about that colleague whose dad was like if you know people it still makes a massive difference and all of this oh, stuff massively. is supposed to remove massively. that isn't it but it doesn't like if you know people mm. it just makes such a and like i don't so i just kind of like you know i've been lucky to like i don't know have people who have like taken pity on me I'm like here you go and I'm like, okay <laughs> cool um <laughs> But um, yeah, so 
What was the question? I don't know. MDs, brilliant. Two thumbs up. I mean, okay, well, you know, with Russell, like, are you are you genuinely interested in what you're doing? And oh, obviously, God. feel free if you're worried about, um, you know, incriminating yourself. <laughs> no, no. So, telling so um, it's very much not the academia side of things. Very much not part of the EM training. Um, mm. So mine's just an area of interest. Um, okay. Oh, I've, I've also got. Good I've got good another lads. friend who, when I ask, when I ask her, like, why why are you doing your research? Because, well, it kind of means I don't do very much for the rest of the week. I was like, oh right, okay. So it's kind of chills, enough, and yeah. it kind of affords yeah, yeah. her a nicer life for the for the time being. It just yeah, kind of I, I made the training. mistake of doing a master's, long term, and full time training program, which is um, it's been interesting. <laughs> it's it, it's the imagine. reason I look as haggard as I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's fun. Oh man, but that's the thing about these these you know talking about competition for jobs. I, I think we recently got messaged from someone on Twitter, and um, uh, they were talking about um, international medical graduates. And how difficult it can be for an international medical graduate to come come to the UK and, and, job, and right? go for jobs, right? And so it's understandably, you know, um, competitive anyway. Uh, but then it's kind of you, some people. I don't know how you guys feel, but some people are very negative about international medical graduates coming in. And uh, I'm going to quotation mark this one: taking our jobs. I mean, uh, how, what do you guys think of that? Well, yeah. mate, we've got to like preface that by saying that this is from the subreddit called uh, Junior Doctors UK. Um, yeah, yeah. I've got to say. Yeah. My experience of that subreddit has been, uh, it's been question. Like, there's some questionable characters mm. on there, and really? it's really weird. Really? Yeah, because there's this person who, like, I follow. And, oh, I forgot what his name is. He's one of the moderators. He seems like a totally du- nice dude, like whatever. Mm. But like, um, there's some people on there who are just dicks. They're just mm. dicks. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as you say, like, there was just some. It was just really weird, doesn't it? Kind of. So yeah, that was that thing really stands out, doesn't it? But the, the other thing they said was, um, we need to have like a separate type of US MLE type exam, which I guess isn't mm. that what the plab is. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then they were like, oh, they should all do the foundation program. Doesn't matter what stage they're at. They should just. Mm. Stuff. Yeah. And um, they talked about know. the effect on competition. I mean, issues. the thing is, we we need doctors and stuff. And I mean, if these people want to come across and work here and you know get good training and things, and I don't see what the issue. And you know, if they want to compete with you, then if you, I don't know, maybe I'm cut differently. Whenever I found that, especially when it came to getting jobs and consultant jobs, when you're getting going up to getting consultant jobs, people get really, really competitive and they'll start playing underhand games. They might say something about you, they might push certain ideas about you, right. uh, you know, just try and get you, try and get them ahead of you in, in, in trying to get a job. And I just think life's too short to be mean about mm. stuff. Like, I just don't, I don't really get it, you know. And um, I always, I always used to feel, I, I think someone did say to me, like, oh, you know, maybe why are you, why are you being like that? You should, you should try and, f- you know, fight your corner. And I suddenly, I kind of thought to myself, I'd rather be nice and lose than be like horrible and win. That's just the way it is. And I, I just don't like the idea of like taking someone out. And I, I think when it comes to international medical graduates, right, if they're competitive, maybe that pushes, if they've got competitive CVs, maybe that pushes you to be better. It's not about saying, well, th- I'm homegrown and therefore I should get this job over you. It's, it should be, you know, this is what you want. And on the flip side, people from here will get upset about going to the US. They'll be like, well, I want to go to the US, but I've got to sit these stupid US MLEs. I'm a consultant already. Like, why do I have to do that? Or if I want to go to Australia, I've got to do these exams and then be able to be eligible. But I'm a consultant already. So when it goes the other way around, people aren't that happy about it. But when it comes this way, they're like, well, no, you shouldn't be taking my job. I just think that... Um, I don't know. Am I asking too much for people to be um, consistent, consistent in their in the criticisms? <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, it's a societal issue as well, isn't it? 
Well, this is what we were saying through yeah. to Theresia. Like, um, you know, you've got one end, you know, where you've got people saying that people are coming from, you know, let's say Eastern Europe, taking mm. our jobs. And then you've got this end where people are saying people are coming from abroad and taking our jobs. It's the same sentiment, just yeah, different, yeah, exactly. you know, areas of... But then you've the got world. the same people that will be like, oh, there's loads of rotor caps and we're understaffed. Mm. And you're like, exactly. well, you can't really have both. You can either accept the understaffing and everyone gets their first choice job, whatever, in the UK. Mm. Or if people want to come here, there's gaps in the rotor. Why not? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult. I think there was another tweet, wasn't there? Did you guys see that where someone was talking about um, it's very difficult to be able to get the job that you want? Did you see that one, Trisha? Someone called Ollie. Ollie, I think he was talking uh, about... He's a med student, though. But he, uh, oh, he's a med student. Okay. He, his, his opinion doesn't count, then. Forget that. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but he's, he, interestingly, the point he made was about the technology that we use, wasn't it? Like, about, like, oil. Oh, is it the technology? Okay. I thought okay, so. Okay, fine, fine. Um, and then it made it really difficult. But um, mm. I think so, unless I've completely misunderstood that. Mate, but... I mean, if you can talk technology, we've still got fax machines. I mean, when I... Yeah. NHS and fax machines, come on. I mean, let's not... I think a consultant once told me that, listen, you know, you ever wonder if you ever wonder why the IT systems and all of that stuff is not so great in the NHS is because if you're any good at making those systems, you go work for Google. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, work yeah. for the NHS. Well, <laughs> a, good the thing, way it is. a good way of gauging interventional regs actually is figuring out what kind of mode of communication they'd accept. Because if you find that if you ask straight off, straight off the bat, like, oh, how do you want to receive this? If they agree for you to send an ECG over WhatsApp, you know that you're probably not going to get a hard time. Whereas mm. if they're like, oh no, you've got to send it to this email, and all this kind of stuff, then <laughs> you know that they're a dick and that it's going to be just, you know, get a consultant to phone them because you're not going to get anywhere. That patient doesn't yeah. matter if they're having a full-blown <laughs> STEMI. Like, they're not, they're not taking that patient. It's not happening, mate. No dice. Really? Yeah, that's how you know. That's how you can just, it's like a secret code. Oh, man. It's just so long, isn't it, though? Like, to like, what, go into your email address, what, take the photo, what yeah, do you exactly. do? Take the photo, email like, it to yourself. Uh, maybe they'll give up. So. Oh, it's having a STEMI, but I have to, I can't remember my email password. So, <laughs> <laughs> just, just be like, they said medical management. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just cancel this. Yeah. Oh, it's not man. worth it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, dear. Um, oh, trauma, eh? If that's what you're, that's what you're into, man. Trauma. Well, yeah. what, I, I've got to ask you why. Why? Trauma is so, like, oh. Messy? Yeah, I mean, me yes, exactly. It's messy. It's messy, yeah. Russell. But I might get on TV in an orange jumpsuit one day, so uh, like, it's worth it, right? Is yeah, it worth it? Oh, I don't know. Um, As in, you know, I, be on a helicopter. Is that so what I like trauma from the point of view that it's simple. Like, if there's a hole in something there shouldn't be, you block mm. the hole. And if there isn't a hole, like an error, there should be, you make a hole, and that's trauma done. Like, that's it in a nutshell. And then people faff around with, like, you know, ratios of blood transfusions and shit like that. that mm. eh, whatever. Um, it's simple. It's fun. I mean, do you want to be one of those helicopter guys, or is that something different? Oh, do you want to be flying yeah. out in a helicopter and be like, yeah, I'm like a pre-hospital emergency medicine. Uh, be, be like the final end point of every, of every med student's like four passions in their bios. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yes, essentially, uh, at some point. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, God, it's such a cliche. Yeah. <laughs> such a cliche. Know, oh, God. I'm the worst. God. The original. Imagine, imagine me running behind like a HEMS team. That'd be fucking embarrassing. Maybe like there's all these like fit paramedics and there's just me being like I'll catch up in a minute. No, no, <laughs> don't don't mind me. I'll get the go kart. <laughs> now you've got the hair, man. You flick it back and be like, yeah, like what save the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I actually I actually had an experience of. Um, so I, I'll tell you a quick story. Like I, I was um, I was a Friday afternoon and um, I it was the middle of uh, me being a reg, and uh, I went to Friday prayers around the corner uh, around this, uh, near the mosque. And I was walking back and then. Um, I was walking up to the hospital and this hospital doesn't have an A&E or anything. It's a very, very quiet place, very, very DGHE. 
and um, there was this lady, and they, no, for, for, I wish I could describe it better, but she looked like she should be in a music video. Like she was, she was dressed cool, super cool. Like she had this blonde hair. She looked fantastic, but she was losing her mind, screaming at the ambulance people, absolutely losing her mind. And I was thinking, like, why? And the ambulance people are trying to, you know, talk to her. And then, mm -hmm. then she just ran off into the hospital. And so why has no one listened to me? And I, I suddenly had this like, ah, oh, you know, Imran, this is one of those things you probably don't want to get involved with, but let's just find out what's going on. So I said, excuse me, what's going on? She goes, why is no one helping me? Why is no one helping me? Please, can you come with me? And I was like, yeah, fine. Where, where you? And she just zoomed and she was, you know, in the movies, yeah, like where you have like, you know, you usually make you think that you're going to be faster than the lady running. This was that like she was fast. I was, I was full pelt running after her. And then I was getting winged by these two other guys. And I was like, well, where do you lot come from? Well, we saw you running. So I started running after you. I was like, I have no idea what's going on now, right? Classic hospital move. Yeah. yeah. And then we got to this car, this Audi parked up. In there, in there, in there. So I pulled open this Audi. And there was like this guy who just slumped out. And there was literally, you know, through I've said, I don't like blood, right? There was blood everywhere. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I looked at what happened? What happened? And she was losing it. It's like, okay, okay, okay. It doesn't matter. So I pulled him out. And then I was thinking, okay, uh, radiology, Imran. You're not radiology, Imran. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? And hand I was scan. like, scan. <laughs> yeah, just put my hand, wave my hand over it. He yeah, did yeah, not look well. He did not look well. Uh, and I was, uh, I was really panicking. And um, and then I thought, okay, I'll be honest. With you, he doesn't look particularly well. I don't think he's going to do great. And I looked at her, and she, 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 and she's run off. She's run off somewhere else. Oh, no. And I started doing compressions. And I started doing compressions. My hands were getting, and I had a nice blazer. I really liked this blazer, oh. and it was just, there was blood all over this blazer. Oh, sorry. And um, and then and then you know eventually other people started coming out. And like, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. I just pulled this guy out of this car, and this happened. And then and then there's then there's like little crowds are forming around me. I'm like, what what is going on? And people start taking the phones out and filming this. And oh, I was wow. like, yeah. this is nasty. This is just weird. And then eventually, I, you won't believe. Like as soon as I heard that helicopter, this helicopter, I could hear it. And I was like, thank God, when these lot came out in the orange jumpsuits, whatever. And there's a, what you, what's going on? I, was like, I, I don't know. I'm, I need to go. I'm, I'm a radiology guy. I don't know what I'm doing. And they kind of stepped back and they all took over. And I was like, absolutely in awe. I was like, you know what? You guys are awesome, man. Uh, what am I going to do about my blazer? Anyway, it's gone now. Oh, they took it away from me. Right. Cold water. Cold water. Yeah. Oh, is it? Well, they yeah, took yeah, it away cold. from me. The, the police uh, took it away from me, man. They never gave, They said, we'll give it back to you later. And they never gave it back to me. So right. anyway, it's gone now. But I was in awe. I was literally like, this is why I do what I do. And this is why I don't do what they do. Because, you know, I can't jump out of a... I don't like heights, let alone be in a helicopter oh, and then I come see. down. Oh, and Mate, I'm, yeah. I'm terrified of flying. Like, really? That's, that's, that's the biggest <laughs> issue. I'll be like, I'll do the car shift. That reminds me of when we... Do you remember when we did the skydiving and all that stuff in um, in New Zealand? Did You you did a fair bit of that through... Should, I know you dislocated your arm for some of it, but you did you did the bungee jump, didn't you? I did a, Yeah, I did the bungee jump. Oh, I wasn't going to bring that up. This is, uh, it was a bit of a painful memory for you, wasn't it? Like, didn't you... Hmm. No. Well, oh, no, no, oh, because I had a panic attack. No, mate... I, I live on my failures. It's oh, all okay. good. I, I had a panic. Yeah, I don't know, Russell. I mean, you might you might relate to me. Would you do a bungee jump? Would you oh, do God, it? No. no exactly. I, I did it I only did. because it's the only thing they let me do. So I just located okay, my shoulder surfing. And literally, like, every, you know, we're in New Zealand where pretty much everyone does, like, the extreme sports things or whatever, you know, like, absorbing or, like, mm. I don't know. And they were mm. like, no, you can't do that. What else can I do? I couldn't do anything. It was really, like, really winding me up. Like, literally was not, I was, every, every like, activity or whatever, like, we were on this kind of coach thing where you'd go and do stuff. And they were like, no, you can't do that because you're wrong. But then they were like, oh, yeah, you can do a bungee jump. 
Yeah, we'll just mm. we'll just strap your arm really tightly to your body, and you could. And I was that, like, okay, that sounds fair. Just yeah. like a really big jolt to the joint. Sounds yeah, exactly. Like a great idea. <laughs> like, why What's not? What's the worst that could happen, right? And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, it just I pops out it. again. Yeah, yeah. It just goes in and out as you bounce up and down. I'm sure <laughs> exactly. it'll be fine. Yeah, so they let me do that. So oh, that'd be so nasty. Oh yeah. god. So, so, yeah, so, you did uh, do that. No, I had a panic attack, and um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And um, I, I have you ever guys, have you guys ever had a panic attack before? I never knew what they were until I had one. And it's the weirdest feeling. You have like proper mm. pins and needles going up your hands and stuff because I think you're over breathing. I don't. I can't remember the mm. physiology, but they actually pulled me to the side and said, "I think you're diabetic." And I'm like, "I'm not diabetic. Okay, <laughs> I just had a panic attack." And they gave me some chocolate and said, "You're diabetic. Have this chocolate." <laughs> That's what diagnosis? And I said to them, "Listen." Yeah, yeah, that's how I, it works. I'll have yeah. your chocolate, but I'm not diabetic. And I had the chocolate and said, do you feel better now, don't you? I was like, yeah, I do actually. And he said, that's because you're diabetic. Like, no, all right, <laughs> fine, whatever. Do you have any more chocolate? <laughs> right nice. Oh, man. That's an inspiring nice. diagnosis right there. It is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but yeah, it's, definitely. I think we should yeah. probably move on to the, uh, because, you know, the whole kind of trauma thing. And Mehul did that tweet, mm. didn't he, about the um, if you're looking after the patient and then they arrest how they perhaps aren't the best person to mm. uh, lead the arrest which i think mm. probably um kind of draws quite nicely to the whole that whole crazy scenario have you ever been in that scenario like russell where you've seen someone perhaps where they've been quite well and then gone to like arrest and then had to lead or like have, uh, yeah lead? well not quite least I, I had that as an f1 on like so my phone was with like a big DGH, not the best support. Um, and I'd seen this guy like on the wards on the Friday evening. And then I was in medical Hannah on the Saturday morning and the arrest call went out to like my ward and the bay. And I was like, I know exactly who this is going to be. I know exactly who it's going to be. Obviously me being like the super keen, like I like femme. I obviously ran up the stairs as fast as I could, turned up, couldn't fucking say a word. I was just like, <laughs> hi. <laughs> like, um... <laughs> And then obviously it kind of got there and was like, oh, this is my fault. And it, like, it wasn't. But the first thing you think is, oh, I was the last person that saw this guy last night. What have I done wrong? And then you kind of, your ability to objectively manage that goes completely. I suppose it's kind of two, it's two ways. Because sometimes you'll get there and you'll be like, oh, I thought this was going to happen. And I had a plan in my head already. Um, mm. And we, sh we shouldn't do X, Y, and Z because of whatever. Um, but yeah, in this scenario, I was like, Oh, oh, what did I do wrong? Is this me a problem? Am I going to be fired? Am I going uh, to the GMC? Is this the end oh. of my career? And then luckily a medreg turned up and was like, why don't you stand there? Mm -hmm. um, you can look on the notes on the computer um, and I'll do the whole like, ALS thing, which was, was very nice of her. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess these days you probably don't get to know patients all that well. I mean, you don't, you don't get the chance to really get attached to them. I mean, I mean in... you know, we, we have we have some people that come to the ED daily. Um, um, yeah, but no, but no, they tend not to come up like <laughs> that bad. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. Often, often the patient is is very new to us, so it's kind of it's quite easy to be quite objective at the start. Mm. I mean, I think that for me, being radiology, it can be quite useful to not be emotionally drawn to mm. the clinical scenario. The, the, I remember there was one A&E. Not that I'm having a go at people in A&E, but this one particular one has given me a lot of grief. Um, there was some 18 year old that turned up and they couldn't use their legs or something. And, you know, obviously uh, that's a big deal, right? But I can't do an MRI out of hours because our mm. hospital didn't, you know, provide that kind of service. And um, she just started having a massive go at me. And then it, I think she, she slammed the phone down and picked up again and said, look, are you going to let this scan through or not? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I can't. I, I actually can't. I can't go and put that mm. scanner on, so I can't do it. And she slammed the phone down, picked it up again, called me again. Right, I need, to, to, I, need you, I, I need you to come to the department and write in the notes that you're refusing the scan. And I'm like... 
Right. And I think, what is driving you to be so like aggressive? And I thought it must be because it's, you know, it's understandably a young person who's come in, mm. they can't use their legs. She wants to do as much as possible to her. And I'm now looking like the person that's preventing her from getting to the issue. And she's saying, I'm delaying treatment. I was like, I'm not delaying treatment. What you need to be doing is transferring this patient to a spinal yeah, like, yeah. center as soon as possible. Not, you're not, not having a go at me about it. Mm. And then she was like, no, I'm a, she was a new consultant. Yeah, I'm a consultant. Mm. I'm telling you, you need to do this right now. And it was just an emotional, you could see like how emotions mm. were like so in, like invested in this patient now that she was, she thought that she'd get the scan because of who she was and you know, where she worked, but it was, it's an impossible thing. So there's one of the few times in my life where I was like, say what you want, mate. I'm, I, there's nothing I can yeah, do, like, you know, carry literally. on. Yeah, just carry on, mate. And you're, you're delaying mm. things. Um, but you can see how an emotional attachment to patients mm. on some level can be actually a detrimental thing where you're not making the right call uh, yeah. on some level, don't you think? Um, it's almost better not to be, I mean, it's nice, isn't it? When you get to know a patient, it is lovely, but maybe that's not the best thing sometimes when you're trying to make a, like an objective decision, which is mm. what Mehul was probably trying to, trying to get at, right? Yeah. Mm. I have found it's kind of always bit like, um, that situation that Russell described is, I mean, they've always been the ones that have kind of left the kind of emotional impact on me, the ones where you don't really expect it. But, and, and then you have that mm. kind of conversation in your head where you're like, oh, what, what did I do? And, and you do kind of say, oh my God, like this isn't, that's my career, that's me done for, and all this yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. But like, I remember mm. there was this one guy who came for a cath and he had like really, really, really atypical chest pain. I was like, oh, this is going to be nonsense. And um, he had his bag. I remember he had his bags packed next to him. I was like, why do you, like, as in he had suitcases. And I was like, why have you, okay. like, this is an elective patient, right? So he literally mm. just brought his stuff to pre like his, and I was like, um, why have you, what is he, in his suitcases? And he was like, oh, you know, just in case I need to stay in hospital. And I was like, oh no, you're not going to need to stay in hospital. And of course, um, when, uh, so I did his angiogram and he had like a really, really tight LAD. It wasn't that bad, like, it was, um, but we thought, oh, we probably will need to admit him for like, um, mm. and, like an inpatient PCI. And then literally as we're like wheeling him out of the lab, like he just went into like horror movie style pulmonoedema. Like, you know, like where you read about the kind of yeah, pink, yeah. pink frothy stuff. It was ridiculous. It was like hosing, like hosing out of his mouth. Well, I didn't know ridic- I could do that. It was mental. No it was mental. That. I've never seen it so bad. And okay. it was like a horror, like, and can you imagine my like abject horror? Like it was just so bizarre because, mm. like, I was just like, this is going to be normal, and it absolutely was not. And he was suddenly just went from fine to absolutely not the opposite of fine. And we were like, had I mm. down? And then he, it was awful. Anyway, he's he was fine in the end, but <laughs> oh my god, I was not yeah, fine. Yeah. I absolutely was not fine. No, it was it was just mental. It was mental. Anyway. Yeah. So there's. Well, I mean, I guess it makes you. I mean, yeah, you do have to question yourself uh, in those situations, isn't it? You know, like um, uh, the thing. You know, the thing about radiology. I know I keep bringing it. It's the only experience I have nowadays. But like, um, it, you can feel really guilty if, like, you feel like you miss. I mean, it happens, right? You do miss something. Like sometimes a tiny little nubbin ends up becoming like the tumor later on down the line. Mm. And you know, in reality, like nine times out of ten, everyone is going to miss that or just you know ignore it as a nubbin. But then that one time that you ignored it ends up being you know this big whopping thing. And although, yeah, you know, you can tell yourself it had nothing to do with me, or you know, these are this is I made the call and I think it was the right call because everyone else would think the same thing. But there's always that part of you that blames yourself, and I think that's part of maybe being a doctor and stuff. Like you just. Um, mm-hmm. You just inadvertently blame yourself for these things, which probably in reality has got very little to do with you, mm. you know, um, because we've seen it all the time, right? There's some patients who come in and you give them treatment, and they get better. And some patients come in with exactly the same thing, you give them treatment and they don't get better. And you think, well, what did I do differently? I've, been, I've done the same thing as last time. 
uh, there's just something there's bigger the bigger forces at play here that um we're just not always able to control i think mm. anyway so um yeah what else has been going on at med twitter this week through go on hit me well what yeah else? so i guess i, fi- I figure maybe, maybe moving on from trauma or something uh there was that trauma no so... trauma's cool man it's got the best stories i think yeah, yeah, but, well, yeah anyway there's a tra- feel free to bring yeah, yeah, some yeah, more yeah, yeah, yeah. no <laughs> well it's kind of well, it's a loose link i'm afraid but it, there was this tweet by livy rose do you see where she um was talking about the course material for als and it described uh women's complaints of chest discomfort as atypical and um, then this kind of like uh, trauma surgeon dude, like really just kind of was like, oh, you're being like a child. You're behaving like a child. Be- um, uh, at her kind of, um, I don't know, pointing out that perhaps if 51% of the patients describe symptoms, then maybe it's not all that atypical. Maybe it's actually fairly common. And mm. um, and then like the interesting thing was I thought oh okay this is interesting this is actually something I'm kind of interested in chest pain mm. so I thought like I'd mm. reply and I don't know if it's because I've got cardiologists in the bio or because I'm a dude but this guy didn't reply to me he just kept replying to her just being like, and stuff and just mm. wouldn't say anything to me at all it's so weird that it's so weird and then um, he just went for the the easy the easy hit I yeah, guess he went for the I F2, mean the point in this F2. tweet was that like. Um, she was trying to highlight gender bias, right? In the yeah. same way that we had pulse oximeters not so long ago highlighting oh, yeah, yeah. racial racial bias that in, inadvertently exist. And uh, again, he was sort of in the danger of mansplaining the whole the whole thing, right? He was trying to justify. What oh God, was that what I was bias. doing as well? Then did I mansplain? Or does if you mansplain to a mansplainer, does that cancel out? Or I don't not? know, Russell. Would you What's think? What's that mansplaining is it squared? I don't. Yeah, squared. I think is probably the way to go about oh, no. it. Um, oh no, Thrusha! We've got to cancel Thrusha. We have to oh, cancel. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> it's been coming for. It's been coming for a while. Yeah, I know. It has been. I've it has been. Stopped. Honestly, farewell. Our role, this guy. Sometimes, nice knowing honestly. you. It's been great to see you. We're back to two medics, one mic now. Yeah. <laughs> this three. Yeah, balance is restored. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny actually because uh, when I told my wife that I was, I was like, uh, Russell's going to be on the show. She's like, Oh, I might listen to it this week. I'm like, oh. Cool. Well, she, doesn't listen, yeah. she doesn't listen to it anyway. No, I'm like, offended, it. man. Yeah, she's like, oh, I have to listen to you all the time. I'm like, all right, cool. It's yeah. fair. So Joe will be listening. Hi, Joe. Hey, Joe. Nice yeah. to see you. <laughs> we'll catch up sometime. We'll talk yeah. about him. It's fine. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, one thing I really want to talk about, actually, is this Loza. Have you seen this uh, going around? Uh, oh, yeah, we should talk about him because he lost, Loza. didn't he? Lawrence he lost. lost. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, has it been announced yet? Oh, no. I might have the gun there. He had like 1%. I mean... He was I mean, never yeah, going to win. He was, he was polling yeah. with Count Binface quite well. That's <laughs> essentially it. Yeah. Then he count, said that whole Binface. thing, I pay your wage. How did that make you yeah, feel? Have you heard this before? Like, I heard that. The first time I heard that was in A&E, weirdly yeah, enough. Yeah, I've heard yeah. it a few times. How does that make it's, you feel? Um, I don't know. It's kind of like, it shows the entitlement, doesn't it? Of like, oh, I pay your wage, therefore you just do what I say. And you're like, well, not really, because mm. I'm the one that's trained in the thing. Mm. And I'm mm. the quote-unquote expert. I mean, I'm, I'm not really expert in anything, but like I'm the expert at this thing. Um, the last time it happened, I was, I was kind of like, I was like, actually, I pay more of my own wage than yeah, you. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, depends on the clientele, I suppose. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> it's kind of the last bastion of the intellectually like decrepit, really, isn't it? Of to mm. say oh, I pay your wages, and you're like, mm. well, you don't. So. I think it works out something like 0.03p each, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Here's your 0.03p. Yeah, you can have it back. You can, you can back. choose that bit. Yeah, yeah. The rest of it will have, like, a, a one-to-one discussion about. <laughs> yeah, totally. But do you think... Do you, do you get many other professions where people say that? I imagine the police get it. Uh, yeah. I imagine they must to a degree. Yeah. 
I'd be interested to know whether they do because I, I never I never know what to really say about that because like you know me using an Apple computer does that mean I can go you know to Tim Cook and say well I pay your wage because yeah. I bought the computer which therefore went to this which therefore went to this and therefore paid you it's such a weird thing like you don't really own, own it's just this idea of ownership and I think mm. I touched on this last uh, last week where I, I felt like maybe the NHS has devalued us on some level where. Um, you know, everything kind of comes free and people don't really understand like what goes into into having you, Russell, go try and help a person. Like how much it costs, how much like, you know, how much of the, how much money and... The- you specifically, Russell. Me specifically. Yeah, yeah. If I'm honest, me specifically, is they, I have to pay them. It's got to, it's got to start stage out. I'm like, here's a tenner. Let me do some like trauma fun. Um, but for anyone else, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a huge cost. Yeah, exactly. And I just think that maybe on some level, when they when they feel that entitlement, it's just a bit like, where does that come from? You know, is it because that you, you know, you, you're getting it for free and therefore you think that you can just say something like that and walk away? Because, you know, if, you, if you're paying for an appointment, you turn up the appointment. If you if you pay for a solicitor, you don't suddenly turn around and say, well, I'm paying your wage and all mm. the rest of it. You, you pay the solicitor, get your advice and move on. So, um, I don't know, maybe to public sector workers, I get that. Does the prime minister get that, do you think? Well, I was just going to say that, like the, pe- the you know the people who actually serve the public who do get paid by the public probably don't get it anywhere near as much as we do. No, they really shouldn't. Mm, they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every question time, every time they promise questions, like, I pay but your you wage. You know whose wages the public don't pay? Lawrence Fox's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I did not know this guy was an actor. Did you know that? Like, uh, he was an actor. He was in movies and stuff. And yeah, was like, he was man. like Inspector Morse's like series something wasn't he yeah yeah and then he was also in that movie the hole uh, i've got to say look i, I don't know i thought <laughs> sorry <laughs> i thought he was quite a good looking dude but now and now you look at him he, he's kind of he hasn't aged well this guy i can't believe you're going yeah. after his looks so uh, you know don't no i'm just saying him. i'm just saying like so life cheap. hasn't been Typical kind to him yeah. yeah sorry uh, yeah i'm just i'm just saying like you know life hasn't been kind to this guy and now no. he's like throwing things out he does look like someone who'd have really really bad breasts I don't know, there's something about <laughs> Essentially, he's, he's taken the divorce really well, and he's managing fine. Yeah, yeah Billy Piper. Billy yeah. Piper, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I had no idea. There you yeah. go, there you go. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange, strange world. I mean, I guess anyone can uh, end up running running for... I mean, one, maybe one of these days we should go for it, you know? Go, well, for mayor. Go for uh, London mayor. Yeah, why not? Why not? Two medics, go for London mayor. Can we do it? Yeah. <laughs> Would you want to? No, not really. I don't um, even like doing my own job, let alone that. Forget yeah, it's that. okay. Too much work. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. should we move on to the next thing? Well, it's a bit of a kind of serious topic, which is the, the flagging concerns thing. Uh, do you want to do serious, or should we just move on to something? Well, there's well, that... how, what would you? I mean, Russell's our guest. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to make him uncomfortable. What do, do you want to do? Do you want to do serious well, or non-serious? I'm always really serious, so it's difficult yeah, to choose. I find that hard um, to believe. Um, so don't mind. Let's go for the serious one for a bit. Why not? Okay, let's let's okay. be sincere. So, we can do that. There was that whole thing about flagging concerns and whether that makes a difference. Um, whether you've ever flagged a concern and then actually, I don't know, heard that there was a notable change. And um, I think it probably links into a few tweets, but there was also something about the GMC survey being a bit kind of incessant and patronising. Mm, kind of yeah, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah what yeah. do you guys think? I mean, uh, yeah, um, Russell, have you ever flagged anything? Have you ever seen change? So I, ha- I have a couple of times, like, you know, submitted a date, it's been like, this system error occurred. Mm. And in, in my personal experience, there's always some explanation or some kind of like, oh, it's because of this, move on. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's not the case. And I've, I've worked in departments in the past where I've been like, this is, I don't like this, this is bad. And people have gone, yeah, it's always like that. And what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the attitude's... It's, you see it everywhere, yeah. but it's it's a tough one to break. 
Um, and I think it's one of the, the downsides of like the rotational way that we train in the NHS because you turn up to a department for three, four, six, twelve months, whatever, and you try and make a change. Mm. But ultimately, if the people, unless the people that are there full time get on board, you can't really do much, and then you move on, and the next person comes, turns up, and spends a bit of time getting mm. used to the place, and then finds the issues and tries to make a change, doesn't get very far. Mm. Um, I've I've personally never seen it work. I'm sure it does. Um, I'm sure it has, but it's. Yeah, I mean, maybe that. that ties into the whole degradation of like firms and all that kind of stuff when you're not around mm. long enough to really make a change. I mean, how, how much can you really change in such a short amount of time? And that yeah, attitude, yeah. that thing you mentioned is so pervasive, that whole kind of, oh, that's just how it's done. And that's it. That's yeah. like, OK. That's like that kind of dogmatic. Oh, that's just how it's done here. You just don't, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm. What? OK, yeah, but it's whack. So change it. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I when we used to get the GMC surveys, we started getting emails like um, that. That was Roshan, Roshana got emails. Yeah. That you have to fill this out. You have to fill this out. So, I, I, like I've said a few times, I was having a really, really tough time, and there, there were bullies. I had bullies who were bullying mm. me. Like I, I remember, I used to walk into this reporting room, and there was one. There was particularly one consultant. If they're on the reporting room, I'd walk back out. I was like, I know what's going to happen. You're going to pick me up. You're going to start taking the mick out of me, or you're going to like really make me feel small. I don't. I can't be bothered with it anymore. Mm. So I used to leave the reporting room, and go somewhere else, and. Um, they kept asking us to fill out this form so then I thought alright so I started filling it out and then it said have you witnessed or been you know victim of any bullying and I thought well I don't want to lie I mean yeah I have so I flagged it and then oh, it was such a ridiculous situation because it got flagged and obviously it goes to the TPD and the TPD started messaging like, okay, look, we've been flagged for bullying, okay? And you can see they were un very unhappy with the idea that they got flagged. How could they be flagged for bullying? They're such nice people. And then they were like trying to find out who did it. And they were trying to, you know, yeah. regs were asking each other and you didn't know who to trust after a while. They were like, you know, oh yeah, did you hear about the bullying flag? Do you know who could have done it? Did you know who could have? And then someone's, oh, you know, the TPD is trying to find out who, who actually put it in. And I was like thinking, well, I know the person that I flagged for bullying gets along with the TPD really, really well. So if I go to the TPD and say, well, you know, this is the problem. I'm having a problem with one of your best mates. It's not going to go down. Very, I'm going to be there for the next three, four years. I'm not going down that road. They asked me a question. I asked the question. If you want to look in, stop focusing on the person that's getting bullied and find out like what's going on. Like Why do they feel like they're getting bullied? Could it even be possible? But they just didn't feel like it. They were just so completely like, this is not possible. This reg is, Whoever this reg is making up, we need to find out who it is. And I, I find that attitude has happened a few times. And that was one place, but it happened in the second place. I, I didn't flag them in this one particular place, but same thing happened again. Um, it was a bit of a, it turned out to be a little bit of a witch hunt trying to find out who it was. It was such a bit, I don't know. I just, uh, I just lost faith after that. And I actually flagged them a couple more times after that. Mm. And again, the same situation. And I, I wonder, after I left, they stopped getting flagged and they must be thinking, oh, it must have been that guy. But, yeah, well. but, I mean, it's one of the problems. I mean, when you go to interviews, isn't it? Like, uh, there's that whole, you know, to answer that question, if you've got a problem with a colleague, you're supposed to kind of go through these particular channels, which is like your mm. educational supervisor and whatever. But then if, as you say, there's a complete uh, conflict of interest or whatever, and they're in, in cahoots, like, how do you expect them to kind of police themselves? Like, um, mm. it just doesn't work. But that's what we're told to do, right? You're supposed to go through, mm. I mean, you can't just go straight to, I don't know, the GMC or, I don't know, to the BMA mm. or whatever beforehand. And that scene is completely unreasonable and um, you're supposed to do this but then if you do that and say if you decided to speak to your TPD and then their best mates and whatever and then they just shut you down then mm. you know how, how can you then escalate it beyond that if they've already decided to say oh this is a no that's just because that trainee shit like oh it's like a, mm. it's a personality clash or whatever you know they can get their ducks in a row before you it just um, it doesn't seem a great system does it for that kind of no problem. i mean did you ever have to do sjt's do you remember those situational judgment mm -hmm. questions did you go, what did you think of those russell did you do those uh, it was tough because it was like 
there was a way to answer them. And you're yeah. like, I just have to answer it in this way for this exam to get through this loop. Right. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really assess your ability to assess, like manage a situation. And each situation is so different. Mm. You're like, okay, cool. In this SJT, I, I go to the Daily Mail last. <laughs> I go to my immediate manager first. There's some sort of thing in the middle. Um, but then but it's in reality, you're, you're like tweeting it first. You're like, yeah, I'm going to tweet well, that mm, first. I, and I then... may have done that and been in a meeting. It's not clear. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. Um... <laughs> Um, yeah. But like you know, in real life, it's it's so different. Like as you say, mm. you go to your manager first. But if you know your manager is the best friend of the person that's causing the problem, then you're like, well, why would I go there? Mm. Uh, and like you know, one of my one of my good friends, and I was in F one. Um, she had a job where she was the only trainee on the firm. Everyone else was like trust grade. And then she's like, well, I can't really flag this in the trainee survey because it's a bit fucking obvious who said this, isn't oh, it? Man. Like, there's oh, one man. trainee. I wonder who's possibly said there's a problem with the training. Um, <laughs> and so she's like, well, obviously I've got to say it's fine. And then it perpetuates the problem where everyone goes, oh, great, we're fine. And mm. the actual issue never gets solved. Yeah. Those SJTs were good fun. I had to do them because I actually applied to GP as well. And um, SJTs turned up. And I remember I was applying with another mate who's doing SJTs to do GP. And he told me after doing the SJTs, he started trying to, you know, live life like he was SJT. So anything, anytime mm. he flagged it to the education, and he, and he told me he was getting into so much trouble. He was getting into so much trouble at work because he was trying to follow what he yeah, was yeah. studying to try and get through. And he's like, I don't think this is the way it's meant to run, mate. Like, no, it's um, not. <laughs> we're kind of full of these little like initiatives that everyone thinks, that everyone kind of, the official. Um, line is that it works like the exception report that sort of came in just as I started mm. and then every de- or most departments I've been in have been like oh don't exception report just tell us so then yeah, the department gets no that. exception reports and that means officially everyone's leaving on time and getting all their work mm. done and it's absolutely fine you're like well it's not is it um, yeah yeah but it's so much like this in life don't you think like you know where yeah, you yeah. ask someone why you do something and then they're and then you like for example we have people who come and shadow us and then i say to them hey why do you want to do this and they will come oh because all these little wonderful fanciful reasons and you think no 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 seriously like can you just tell me why you really want to do this yeah, yeah. like uh, and then and i don't have to push them look i like what i do because i leave at five and i come in at nine finish at five i don't do any research and it's quite nice working from home that's why i do it and then they kind of ease off like Okay, yeah, all right. If you're going to be honest about it, yeah, I don't like being on ward rounds anymore. I just yeah. hate it, and that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I was like, well, just tell me that. I'm not on your interview panel. Just that's what I want to know. Like, I'm interested in to know what's making you tick. And I just think there's so many situations like this. Like, I would, I would love for someone if I was on the interview panel for any job, mm. and someone told me just straight up, this, this is what I want. I'd be like, you got the job, mate. I appreciate honesty over the, um, over the farce of why you do things. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, there, uh, that's what I mean. There's there's a way to do. There's a way you're you're told to do things, but then there's the way you you actually do things, and they're not always the same thing. And actually, sometimes doing the things out the way you're meant to do it could actually get you in more trouble, um, mm. in other ways, right? I mean, we've seen it happen in so many so many ways. But yeah, the whole flagging thing, I'm not convinced by. It. I think the whole thing is a bit, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure it works personally. Maybe I'll get in trouble now, finally, for saying that. <laughs> You'll get flagged up. Well, you know what? You know, um, Russell, you t- you yeah. tweeted recently that you got followed by the, what, College of Amer- uh, Emergency Medicine. Is that correct? Uh, the Royal College. We've got the... Oh, oh. Thank you. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm going to go now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The Arkham followed me. I was like, oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll just... Behave up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got the yeah, I've got the Royal College of Radiologists following me, and I've been so negative about so many things. Like one of these days, they can just take my FRCR. Can, can you post it back to us, please? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. 
It kind of pays my it's way. It's like the amount of people that reply being like, you can do the soft block thing where you block them and unblock them, they no longer follow you. I was like, oh. I didn't know you could do that. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just like block someone and then unblock them. They never know they were blocked, but they have automatically unfollowed you. I had no idea. Okay, well, yeah, that's yeah. something I could consider. Hopefully the RCR has not listened to this, but you're about to get blocked. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you ever kind of think about... Well, I mean, I'm sure you probably do, but like the effect of like uh, Twitter, the effect Twitter and social media will have like on your employability. To a degree, um, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, does, are they going to want to employ a consultant that's like making memes? But then I see some consultants who make memes. There's one in this call. Y- yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, confession, confession. I have to say, like, and I told Thrusha this earlier, and you know this. My my Doc Lasker account was actually before called Donny Lasco. Uh, no, Donny Radology. Yeah, yeah, Donny Radology, yeah. Uh, and I kept it anonymous for years because mm. I was worried that, because I was a reg, I was a, a reg in you know, trouble or whatever it was. The last thing I wanted was, you know, the ARCP panel to pick up a meme that I'd done or said something, mm. you know. And that's why I kept it like that. And it's only when I became a consultant, I thought, you know what? I don't care anymore. Well, I'm not untouchable. It's like, well, what are you going to do? Like, I'd make a tweet here and there. Like, so what? It's a meme, you know, get over it. Mm. I've got, and then thankfully I work in a place where, they're, you know, I've got a few people from work who follow me and they're really positive about it. They really like it. They think it's, they think it's hilarious. So that's, it's quite nice and I don't worry about that. But I think through when we were doing, thinking about doing this podcast, I had a few people come up to me and said, do you really want to do this? Because, you know, you've been pretty open about things and um, you could end up in trouble. And I guess me being a consultant makes it slightly easier because there's only so much, I, I know I've said it a few times, but there's only so much that can really happen once you're a consultant. But when you're a trainee, I, I was in that position. I, I was anonymous for a very, very long time. Like, so um, I don't know, would you, I mean? I do worry actually, because sometimes like, um, there've been a few times where I've kind of made like jokes about cardiology and then uh, other cardiology doctors have kind of come out and like, uh, kind of gone a bit angry with me. Like it's particularly American cardiologists. Like they seem to really take themselves kind of seriously. Oh man, the Americans. Yeah, like I made some joke like about how like a monkey could do like interventional cardiology. Like just as a joke, like, yeah. or, you know, it's just procedural or whatever. And it was mm. obviously a joke because, well, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit of a monkey, but like, you know, that's what I'm doing. So, and, but I got these responses, which were really angry. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, trying to, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to, I was just joking. And I was like, oh no. And so um, recently I've used that setting where it kind of deletes your tweets after three months or whatever kind of thinking well are you actually doing it okay yeah because we talked about it i don't I, I still keep my tweets i don't know have you had much interaction with uh, with the american american colleagues getting irate with you about something you tweeted met russell uh not so much the americans i did once get called an insult to the profession for making a kind of moxicloud joke um <laughs> and I, I put that in my I put that in my Ooh. bio. I was like, that's great. Like, I'll take that. Really? Um, yeah, all over it. Awesome. Um, I know I've not come across the Americans. Uh, the only interaction so far with the Americans has been them talking about how many patients they can see in an ED shift. And Is it's like, a lot? great. But you, I bet they're, they're, like, they're like, I saw like 42, like I intubated three, I started this drug, I pulled this. And you're like, yeah, but you've got the scribe to write things down for you. Mm. I have to write a clerking for every single patient. And I still try and do a proper clocking. This brings me on to one of the subjects I've thought about a lot. Like people really like being busy. Like I don't understand what that is. Like people really like being busy. Like they, they love to bang on about how busy they are. Oh, you know, I had this to do. I did this, to, I had this many things. I did this many things. And actually, um, you know, like you know, talking about tweets, like I did a tweet, which went pretty well actually, where there was someone who was overstepping a whole load of investigations to go mm. straight for CT. And I had an American guy say to me like, um, 
I don't know what it's like. I don't know. I think it's, well, in my universe, it's not like that. And I feel really bad that, you know, I feel sorry that it's like that for you. And I thought it's really nice that you've got a universe, first of all. And it's a meme, like get over it. Like, you know, it's just a joke. Why are you taking it so seriously? That's one of the things, like, one of my set replies on Twitter was just like the man holding up the sign being like, this is this is a joke, not an educational opportunity. Like, mm. it's kind of, uh, yeah, people, yeah. people don't get it a lot on there sometimes, don't they? There's always yeah, one it's... person that takes it as like a serious, uh, like, comment on their, their professional, like, like a genuine reflection on real life and you're like it's it's you're like it's it's a joke get over yeah, it exactly. what, what i liked was i replied to that tweet with like some jokey outrage being like oh radiologists in their ivory towers and then there's some replies which were like yeah you're in your ivory tower they're like jumping on that <laughs> yes <laughs> go get him go get him <laughs> it's awesome oh, it's so brilliant it's so brilliant and honestly like, there was one where i did where um i was i showed that you know for me being in radiology is like sitting in on a swing while everyone else is burning in the background <laughs> And then someone was like, no, he goes, yes and no. And he, he quoted he quoted like a, a study trying to show all these phone calls coming up to radiology and showing how busy we are. And so I, I just had to reply with yes, no, maybe, I don't know. Like just trying to quote and trying to diffuse it a bit. But he was so irate that I was suggesting yeah. that radiology is not busy. It's this is like the uh, same with those people who just don't get sarcasm. You know, like yeah. you just take it completely literally <laughs> and you're like, oh, I just don't know how to deal. I still don't know how to deal. What are you supposed to do when someone takes sarcasm seriously? What is the, I don't know, what are you supposed to do? Just have, yeah. like you need like a meme for real life and just be like, show them that picture with the sign. Sarcasm. Well, you know, I used to get in trouble with my wife. Like, you know, sometimes I used to put something sarcastic in the WhatsApp message and she didn't realize it was sarcastic. So be like, you know, I just don't care anymore. And then she's like, oh, really? Well, you know, that's really harsh. Like, no, 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 I was joking. It's sar sarcasm. And she's like, then we made a rule. Like, we, we don't discuss anything serious on WhatsApp. And I try not to be sarcastic on WhatsApp as much as I can. But I can't help it. It's like, it's just natural part of my being. Sorry. Sorry, world. That was, that kind of ties in with the, there was a tweet, isn't it, by someone saying about, like, tips for married life. And I guess that's probably your tip then, is it? No, my, my tip uh, is just, you know, well, first of all, is find someone that you're willing to, everyone's crazy, really. Everyone's crazy. You just got to find someone you're willing to willing to handle their amount of crazy. That's just the way it is. And then just handle it. Uh, you know, once you're in it, just handle it as best as you can. I'm not going to give any tips because I've not been married long enough. And if you're going to ask tips, I mean, it'd be like from Joe, like how to like cope with someone like me. It's just really yeah, someone so cope with someone acopic from the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just uh, God. Um, yeah. no, relationship I think we're we're at time now, aren't we? Oh, we are. We are. I think we are. Is there any last minute things you want to talk about? Any last minute things you want to bring up? Gone, Russell. Anything you want to bring up? Yeah, you're literally our first guest. Like we've never had I a know. guest before. We never thought we'd get this far. So you got to, you got to give us something here. Give us a word of wisdom. Give us a. It's okay. Thought I'm clearly going to make this whole concept crash and burn. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, it's awkward. Uh, yeah, um, word of wisdom. I have no words of wisdom. I'm not wise. Okay. Well, if you were the boiler man. Well, yeah, exactly. You know what? I think there's like there should be like a year roundup where it's just you two explaining med Twitter to the boiler man <laughs> and being like, look, here's the fake rheumatologist scandal, and he's just like, what? Does that happen? And you're like, here's uh, Asim Malhotra, and he's like, what? <laughs> I think it'd be great. It would be yeah. a good idea, wouldn't it? Get the boiler man. Let's get a ring. Let's He'd blow his mind about the hats. He'd be like, oh, we need the hats with the names on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. He'd love it. Call you registered, just straight across the forehead. Honestly, <laughs> the penny should have dropped when he said when I. I said oh, we're looking forward to working with you in the pod and he was like what's a pod and i thought well, what's up that's with the Russell? sort of thing that's the sort of thing i would say though is it all oh, right okay, yeah fine. just being okay. like deliberately obtuse that's like my <laughs> approach like the, the, the people who take the sarcasm really seriously i'm just completely obtuse and just like oh really 
Is that, is, is that true? Is that how you feel? Okay, <laughs> tell me more. Um, yeah, okay, so, fine. So you, he might still be the boiler man, who knows? All right, well, thank you so much, Russell, for being our right, very, very first guest me. on our show. And no doubt, I'm sure if we if we don't get cancelled, we will love to have you back. I would love yeah, to have you yeah. Back. Oh, I, I, I don't want to come back. I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just decided. Oh, I'm out. Burn. Burn. <laughs> oh, of course. I'd love to be back. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thirush, any last words? No, no, nice knowing you. Yeah, nice knowing you. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you so much. And we'll be talking to you next week. All right. Have a good week. Great week, everyone. Bye. And you've been listening to Two Medics and One Mike with Imran Nasker and Thirusha Gwadna. Thank you for listening. <laughs>